Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up on the podcast today, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering. City Council teams up with the school board in a joint meeting. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and the recent COVID-19 spread continues to increase in Mansfield. City accepting applications for My Mansfield University, Class 3. We have a list of the lowest gas prices in Mansfield in our feature, Who's Got Gas? City of Mansfield is looking for the cutest dog in town. Coming up in the features section. I don't like snakes. I'm Angel Biasati, and today we're talking about snake bites and Methodist Mansfield news to know. Blended families are super common, but how might that affect a real estate transaction in Texas? I'm Beth Steinke, and I'll share with you what you need to know on the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may have you dreaming of your toes in the sand. We have the steamy seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his in-studio conversation with Methodist Mansfield Medical Center CEO Juan Fresquez. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Hey, this is Jeff Kish from Bartlett Tree Experts. It's summertime and the living ain't easy if you're a tree. For the most part, trees enjoy summer, but when things get hot and dry, think about how you would feel. You get to go indoors to enjoy air-conditioned air and a nice cool drink while your trees and shrubs remain outside to tolerate the extremes of the season. Healthy, vigorous trees and shrubs tolerate weather extremes rather well, but long periods of excessive heat and lack of rain are formidable tree enemies. Stress, insects, and disease can also cause serious damage. Luckily, much of this can be prevented with the help of Bartlett Tree Experts. The best preventative care involves a program of fertilization, pruning, and management of insect damage and disease. Call us at 1-877-BARTLETT to take advantage of Bartlett's free summer checkup inspection. Trees are a valuable asset to the environment and to the value of your home. Don't entrust their care to anyone but the experts. Bartlett Tree Experts. Call 1-877-BARTLETT for your free tree inspection or visit us online at Bartlett.com. That's Bartlett.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. 
I'm Jason Moore, Executive Director of Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. The Mansfield City Council held a joint meeting Tuesday evening with the MISD School Board with four specific topics on the agenda. MISD and the city working together on mutually beneficial projects, property annexation in the southern sector, joint marketing between MISD and the city, and comparison of demographics between MISD and the city. The meeting took place after our Tuesday deadline, and you can get more information on what took place on the About Mansfield Facebook page. COVID-19 is still on the rise again here in Mansfield, and with the update, here's our roving science reporter, Dennis Webb. Thank you, Steve. COVID-19 continues to spread locally. Tarrant County still judges the spread to be high. This past week, the county reported 201 new cases in Mansfield, a little more than the week before, and the highest number since this past February at the end of the Omicron wave. Countywide trends are similar, with 6.4% of the county's hospital beds holding the sickest of local COVID sufferers. This is a six-fold increase over May back in the spring. There is a slight increase in fatalities from the virus compared to the last couple of months. Tarrant County Public Health recommends all eligible citizens get vaccinated. I'm back to using the N95 masks when I go out. I got my masks for free at my CPS. It's science reporter Dennis Webb reporting from an undisclosed location. It's called My Mansfield University, a free civics course to learn about the inner workings of the city, and applications are now being accepted for Class 3. Steve talks with a city official about how you can get involved. With us on the phone is the Director of Communications and Outreach for the City of Mansfield, Bernadette McCraney. First of all, Bernadette, welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you. Tell us about My Mansfield University and how Mansfield residents can get involved with their city. My Mansfield University is a program to get to know the faces behind the programs and services that are readily available to residents. Uh, it's a uh, weekly class with departments in which you really have an opportunity to ask questions about why things are done a particular way or just get to know what the programs are if you're maybe new to the area or just simply unfamiliar. Um, and so it's an 11-week class in which you meet weekly on Wednesday evenings um, and one Saturday, and you have an opportunity to, again, learn all the nuts and bolts and things going on behind the scenes on the daily for uh, the city. Right. You mentioned the Saturday, and that's kind of a service day. Explain what happens on that day. Sure. So that's a day where we meet with our regulatory compliance folks, which makes up of our health inspections, our code enforcement, and our Mansell volunteer program in which uh, you get to learn about those programs, but then also take an opportunity to do a small service project through our Mansell volunteer program. The 11-week program, again, on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday night for 11 weeks, tell the audience some of the programs or some of the departments that they'll be learning about during this education program. Program. So you'll get to meet with departments like police and fire, which everyone, you know, loves and wants to see all the fun gadgets. But you'll also have an opportunity to meet with library and historical services, you know, parks and recreation, our community development team. So get to understand some of our environmental services and our streets and how streets are chosen for maintenance and um 
that kind of thing. But you really have an opportunity to meet with a variety of departments and really get some one-on-one time to ask your questions. And if someone was interested in my Mansfield University class three, how can they fill out the application? How they how can they submit it to the city? Absolutely. So that's available on our website or via social. That link is at mansfieldtexas.gov slash University. If you put in that link, that'll take you directly there. Or if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, that link is readily available um, on there as well. And they have until Friday, August 5th to get those applications in. Okay, so the deadline again is this Friday. It's uh, August fifth, and so you only have a couple of days to to think about it and and get that application in. By the way, from a personal standpoint, uh, as Bernie, as you know, uh, I am a graduate of the My Mansfield University Class One, and I got to tell you, I had a blast. Not only was it, you know, fun, but extremely educational. And uh, it, it gave me a better appreciation for what takes place behind the scenes. Awesome. We were glad to have you and we would be glad to have any resident that's interested in participating. So get those applications in. Bernadette McCraney, appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you. Still suffering at the gas pump? Gas prices have dropped dramatically over the past month, and from regular to premium, we are almost completely in the $3 range. By patronizing stations with lower gas prices, it creates a glut at the more expensive stations, forcing them to drop their price. So, who has the lowest gas prices in Mansfield? We do, right here in this podcast, as it's time for another segment of Who's Got Gas? And Colleen, according to GasBuddy.com, as of Tuesday morning, August 2nd, get to know these gas stations because they are rocking the lowest prices here in Mansfield. Murphy USA at Matlock and Debbie Lane and Murphy USA at Walnut Creek near Walmart. The least expensive regular gas here in Mansfield is at both of those Murphy USA stations at $3.39 a gallon. That's five cents a gallon lower than last week. The least expensive mid-grade in Mansfield can be found at both of those Murphy USA gas stations at $3.68 a gallon. That's eight cents a gallon lower than last week. And the least expensive premium gas can be found at Murphy USA at Walnut Creek Drive right there near Walmart at 393 a gallon that is 9 cents a gallon lower than last week of course these prices do not include grocery store fuel rewards or other promotions membership stations such as Sam's Club traditionally run a few cents less per gallon shop the best deal and help bring the cost down here in Mansfield. Who has the cutest dog in Mansfield? If you think the answer is yours, the city wants to see it. Steve caught up with environmental manager Howard Redfern to talk about the Do the Right Thing photography contest. Howard, welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. Glad to be here. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of the of the contest. Uh, first of all, how did this contest come up, and 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 then let's get into how can a person submit their photo of their 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 cutest dog. The the city of Mansfield has been a participant and and partner with the North Central Texas Council of Governments um, about some of their water quality programs for years. And the Do the Right Thing actually started off as a larger regional um, campaign and program. And this year, we just decided to make it a little bit more local. So instead of 
Mansfield residents competing against uh, applicants or submittals from all of the other cities in the region, uh, we wanted to have a Mansfield-only do-the-right-thing program uh, and, and photo contest. And if someone out there feels that they've got the best-looking dog in Mansfield, how can they go about submitting a photo to the contest? Well, we have several different options. Um, you know, the, the Facebook post is out there, so that can, can take you uh, to a link where you can uh, make your, your submission that way. Um, we have a web page. Um, so if you go to the city's uh, website and just type in do the right thing, that should uh, take you to the event page. Um, we also have a newsletter through our city um, web page as well as that newsletters, we're able to email it out to directly to some of the residents. You'd mentioned that residents can go on the website and do a search for do the right thing. Now, I think it's important to, to point out that do is actually D-O-O, and there are... Uh, and, and there's an environmental purpose for this photo contest as well. Why don't you explain the, per, the, the meaning behind D-O-O, the right thing? Right. What we're trying to do is to, pun intended there, is to get residents to pick up after their pets. Um, so when your pet does make a do, um, it's important um, for the larger community that 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 is picked up and dealt with responsibly. Um, you know, I think most pet owners understand and know that pet waste um, can carry a host of different um, diseases for the animals, um, but they also will contain E. coli bacteria and other, um, other things that can infect people. Um, and if you leave the dew on the ground, um, the next time that it rains, that material gets uh, washed out into our, our local streets or across the yards and then makes its way eventually into Joe Pool Lake. And the purpose of the, the, the educational side of this promotion is, it, it, and it's not only for those who are walking their dogs around the neighborhood or those in the city parks, but for those who whose dogs leave it in right there in their backyard. Correct. Yeah. So we, we do recommend that it, if you have a dog that's in your backyard, um, you know, you, you should go through and pick up at least once a week. Um, again, that's just to, you know, get that material off the ground so that it's not washing off of your yard and out into the street and affecting other other properties. Getting back to the photo contest again, the, the deadline to submit your, your photo is August 15th. The application process is already open, and if people want more information, they can go to the city website and do a, a search for do, D-O-O, the right thing. Or they can visit the city's Facebook, and we have a post uh, that's located there. Environmental Manager Howard Redfern, appreciate your time, and thanks for being on About Mansfield. Not a problem. Thank you, sir. Just a quick reminder that if you have any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and your phone number in case we need more information. By the way, Friday, August 5th 
is International Beer Day, a time where we can raise a toast to the oldest and most venerable of all beverages. People have been making beer for over 5,000 years. One of the best things about beer is the sheer number of varieties that exists. IPAs, box, pilners, stouts, sours, the list goes on and on. In terms of alcohol content, beer usually ranges between 4 to 7% alcohol per volume, meaning that you can sip a cold one on a hot summer day, like today or tomorrow or for the rest of the month without much worry of intoxication. And last but not least, it's sold in six packs so you can share with your friends. Americans love their beer so much that there are no less than seven national days that pay tribute to the suds, such as Beer Can Appreciation Day, New Beer's Eve, which is celebrated the day before National Beer Day, not to be confused with National Beer Lovers Day, National Drink Beer Day, and National American Beer Day. And so, why do we drink it here? Because, Colleen, in heaven there is no beer. I have questions, Steve. For example, have you been to heaven or met someone who has to verify the veracity of your statement that in heaven there is no beer? Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas, a continuing onslaught of dastardly triple-digit temperatures that will drive anyone to drink. On the good side, it's been over 100 degrees for so long that we can discern a very slight improvement. There is nothing over 105 degrees in this week's forecast. Wednesday, we're looking at a high of 104 degrees. Thursday, 103 degrees. Friday, 101. Saturday, 100. Sunday, 100. Monday, 101. And Tuesday, 102. We have a minuscule chance of rain Friday and Saturday, about 10%. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers deliver up to one inch of irrigation this week. Make sure your sprinklers are not wasting water and hand water hot spots if needed. If you're running your sprinklers in the recommended pre-dawn time frame, make sure you periodically get up really early to observe them running. I take early morning walks, and inevitably I see at least one or two broken sprinkler heads along the way, sending a deluge of water out into the street. Following your recommended settings of only watering on two days per week with multiple short cycles will make sure your lawn will survive this drought. However, in the full sun, St. Augustine areas just may not make it, no matter how much you water. Instead of replacing with sod, plan now and consider converting the area to a pollinator garden or plant a shade tree this fall. Remember to drink plenty of water and stay hydrated. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. As always, we're talking health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. 
We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Congratulations to Barbara Williams, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. In what year was the railroad trestle near North Street built? Barbara knew that according to the Visit Mansfield website, the railroad trestle near North Street in Mansfield was built in 1885. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, we don't have to go very far back in time for this week's question. The Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts is a multi-purpose facility, which includes a 5,500-seat performance hall, a large banquet area, and three computer labs. This week's question is... 
In what year did the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts open? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in what year did the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts open? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, I'm Caden Shea. And I'm Parker James. From the band Olivox. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. There are few things worse than being bitten by a snake, and Angel Biasati is here with some snake bite prevention tips in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? Getting outside to hike the trails, working outdoors in your garden, or doing yard work may have you encountering a snake. Snakes like to hide in tall grass, under decorative rocks or planters, and under tarps or in wood piles. They are cold-blooded reptiles and cannot regulate their body temperature like we do. That means they like to get out in the sun to get warm, making them more prevalent during the summer months. Dr. Keaton Trevetti of Methodist Mansfield Medical Center offers these helpful hints. If your home is surrounded by wooded areas or has wetlands or bodies of water nearby, you're at a potential higher risk of encountering a snake. Whether you found one cold up beneath a sink, see one resting under a car, or notice one hanging out in your garden, encounters with snakes can often come by surprise due to their natural camouflage and timid nature. And while snakes are usually not aggressive to humans, you may be putting your safety at risk by attempting to move them without the proper equipment. The number one way people get bit by a snake is by trying to catch them or kill them. If you see a snake at your home, the best thing to do is leave it alone and let it go back outside or call a pest control expert. If any snake ever bites you, call 911 and seek medical assistance at a hospital right away. Don't drive yourself to the hospital because with snake bites, you can become dizzy or pass out. You should remove any restrictive clothing or jewelry from the affected area as soon as possible and remain calm. Restrict your movement. Wash the snake bite area with soap and water and then cover the bite with a clean, moist dressing. Do not take painkillers or attempt to suck out the poison from the wound. Do not cut the wound or apply ice or immerse the wound in water. Do not use a tourniquet. And finally, do not eat food or drink, especially alcohol. The best thing you can do is take a photograph of the snake if you can do so safely. Don't bring it with you to the hospital. Most snake bites are non-venomous, but you will not be able to tell without proper evaluation. And rapid treatment with anti-venom will greatly improve your recovery and reduce the likelihood of long-term effects like a loss of limb or a loss of life. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. I've often mentioned what an honor it is to walk alongside people on their life journeys as part of my real estate career. At times, that even includes delivering some really difficult news to surviving spouses. 
Twice in the course of three months, I had buyers I represented on a purchase of a property come really close to not being able to buy the home they wanted because of estate issues, specifically blended family estate issues. Let me explain. In one case, the husband had passed away and the wife decided that she wanted to sell the home that they purchased together. No brainer, right? Wrong. The husband died without a will, intestate, and he had five children from a prior marriage. Complicating matters, they did not have a close relationship with his widow, and they were spread out all over the U.S. In fact, she didn't even have contact information for all of them. It took a lot of work on her end to locate them and get them all to agree to sign off on the sale. I know you're thinking, what? Why would they even have to sign off on the sale of a house their dad and his wife owned together? The one that they bought together, renovated together, invested in, paid for, and lived in. You see, that's where things get complicated. His half of the house, because he died without a will, automatically went to his heirs, the kids. We were lucky in this case. The adult children were all located, and they all agreed to sign, and the sale went through. Whew, so lucky. What happens if they don't agree? Not two months after this happened, it happened again to my new buyers. Except this time, there were three adult children, and they had a contentious relationship with their stepmom. They demanded what we call in the real estate business, cash for keys. The widow agreed to pay them each $10,000 out of her proceeds for their signatures, and we headed towards closing. Except the week of closing, one of the heirs decided that that wasn't enough money. They demanded $30,000. The widow refused, and we were back at the drawing board. Buyers had already given their notice at their rental, and this family was now in limbo. The title company got to work, and lawyers were brought in on all sides, and in the end, we closed the transaction, and the buyers were able to move into their home, which seemed like a miracle at the time. The last story I'll share with you started when I was called by someone wanting to sell their home. Her husband had just passed away, and she wanted to downsize. I asked some important questions at that meeting. Did he have a will? No. Did he have children from another relationship? Yes. Well, there's my red flag. She further added, oh, they don't have anything to do with this house. Oh, no. Experience tells me that yes, they do. I recommended she immediately call a probate attorney to discuss her options, which of course no one wants to do because it costs money. But imagine how much money it's going to cost if you don't. My heart silently broke for her. Why is this the way it works? With the help of Mansfield Estate Attorney, Caitlin Philly, I bring you this explanation. Texas is a community property state. This means that every time you acquire something during your marriage, an undivided 50% belongs to you and an undivided 50% belongs to your spouse. In Texas, each spouse has the authority to dispose of his or her community property however they want to. It does not automatically go to the surviving spouse. And under intestacy laws in Texas, the law that controls what happens to your property if you die without a will, if the deceased individual's children are not all also the children of his or her surviving spouse, then the deceased individual's share passes equally to his or her children instead of his or her surviving spouse. So in the situations I mentioned, because all of the deceased husband's children were not also the children of the surviving spouse, the deceased husband's community property interests vested in his children, not his spouse. Even if the deceased individual had 10 children with his surviving spouse, 
if there is even one child that is not also the child of the surviving spouse, the surviving spouse will not inherit that person's community property, and instead it will be passed equally to the deceased individual's children. What do you do if you are in a situation where you own a house in Texas with someone that has children from a previous relationship? My first recommendation is the same as I told that sweet widow. Consult a will, trust, and probate attorney and get your estate plan in order pronto. If you don't have one, that's okay. I do, and she's right here in Mansfield. So reach out to me and I'll gladly share Caitlin's information with you. For many reasons, this is important, but protecting your home's equity, that's a really big deal, especially since people are sitting on so much equity right now. And we never know what tomorrow will bring. Stop procrastinating. The estate attorney may suggest other options for you, but only after they review your very specific situation and provide a plan that's best for you and your family. I know you've been meaning to get this done before now, but I hope that I've given you the encouragement to make this a top priority. I'll settle for fear-based encouragement. I'll be waiting for your call, text, or email asking for that attorney recommendation. Now let's get to this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. As of Tuesday, August 2nd, there are 131 active and available homes in Mansfield, excluding new construction. Homes range from $230,000, a 3-1 investor special, topping out at $2.4 million with nine homes priced over $900,000. A quick check of stats this week show that we have 24 homes that sold at an average of 101% of list price. A weekly average usually gives us a clear picture, but I noted that sold price to list price ranged this week from 82% to 122%, making that 101 average seem reasonable. But nine homes closed under list price, while the rest closed at or above their list price. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send me a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred? Either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another Cocktail of the Week. This week's Cocktail of the Week is a summer crush. Another great summer bourbon cocktail is a twist on the classic Orange Crush cocktail. This cocktail uses the same base of flavors, but introduces the deeper flavors of your favorite bourbon. Of course, if you want to try the original, just substitute vodka which is a substitute for everything, in my opinion, for the bourbon in this recipe. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and the instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients. You're going to need the juice from one navel orange. You're going to need two ounces of bourbon. You're going to need one ounce of orange liqueur, a triple sec or something like that. And then three to four ounces of lemon-lime soda. 7-Up, Sprite, whatever floats your boat. And then we're going to have an orange wheel for garnish. To put the cocktail together, you're going to fill a rocks glass with crushed ice. Pour the bourbon, the orange liqueur, and the fresh orange juice in the glass. Give a gentle stir, and then top with the soda, your 7-Up or your Sprite, and then garnish with the orange wheel and a mint sprig. For a lower-calorie version, replace the soda with seltzer water. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain, and you're still not. Hi, I'm Scott Bowman, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and as we make the transition from news to talk, and today is a very rare 
part three. We always do a part one. We occasionally do a part two. Juan Fresquez, the president of Methodist Mansfield Medical Center here in Mansfield, stuck around so long. We talked about anything and everything for over an hour. And that's why we get a part three, including having a little fun with the lightning round. Enjoy. One of the major news stories to come out of Methodist Mansfield, at least recently, is is the co-op between the hospital and Texas Tech School of Nursing. And how did that... How'd that come together? So, you know, we talk a little bit about how things change, changed from when I was here in 2019 to when the pandemic started to hit. Mm -hmm. We've known in the healthcare industry for uh, quite some time, you know, as we look forward that the, the age of our workforce was, uh, was going up. And so there was, I guess all the prognosticators could, were, were seeing that, there was going to be this national nursing shortage that was expected to occur, uh, and we were going to have significant a significant deficit of nurses of nurses uh, coming in the next five to ten years. Uh, that just we would lose through attrition. When the pandemic hit, that escalated uh, that out migration of nurses. There were, you know, what I'm happy to say is the, I think all of us in in healthcare expected. Many of the nurses that were close to retirement to just say, you know, I didn't sign up for this. Right. And right. I think I'm going to go ahead and call it quits and retire early. Uh, and that happened across the country quite a bit, but that did not happen in Mansfield. It was the exact opposite. We had nurses that retired that actually came out of retirement, uh, through a sense of duty. Wow. And, and, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, it gave, it, made, it just made, uh, gave me goosebumps, uh, and even today when I'm talking about it, I still uh, my heart warms because that's the community we live in, and that's why I fell in love with Mansfield and knew immediately this is where I wanted to live and this is where I wanted to retire. Uh, and so we saw this this need for nurses, and there's many more nurse interested. Uh, students that want to become nurses, then there are nursing programs to accommodate them. And so every nursing program uh, is, is turning away applicants. And that, that became a concern for us. And so I, you know, I'd had some experience in tenant, you know, tenant, we had a lot of experience working with Texas Tech. Um, uh, particularly in our, in our El Paso area, they, they had partnered with Texas Tech and there's actually a medical school now, uh, that they have that works there in that area. So, you know, we had relationships that, and I uh, was um, um, aware of the of the players, and so I kind of had some experience in in working with Texas Tech. Uh, my predecessor, uh, uh, the prior president of the hospital, had reached out uh, to s- start this process, and I the, it just wasn't that. I don't think the timing was right with the city at the time, uh, and so. It, and nothing really came out of that. Uh, when I arrived, one of the first things I had said, even in my interviews to the, the, some of the city leaders that I, were as part of my interview, mm-hmm. and I was talking about the growth that we're seeing in Mansfield and you know where I felt we needed to, as a hospital, but also as a city, needed to move. And one of the things that takes us to that next level uh, is a university presence. And a convention center. So having a, a large place, uh, we're fortunate that we have the Performing Arts Center right. uh, with the school district, uh, which has served as that uh, 
convention center, if you will, but uh, doesn't really have the hotel supporting it. And so there's there's there is a need, and that's something that that communities and cities that are taking that next step. That's a big that's a big uh, tipping point that kind of moves them into that next uh, phase. And so it's kind of seeing that and talking about uh, that we needed a university presence, the the city manager at the time had mentioned, you know, we had talked to Texas Tech at one time and you know, nothing ever came out of it. And I was saying, we, we need to circle back and have that discussion. So we re, re-began conversations with Texas Tech and eventually got uh, uh, the city partnered with Met- with the Methodist Health System uh, to to bring them here. And so it's a it's a difficult arrangement because the uh, the Texas Tech it, it has state fu- it's a state school so right. they get state funding mm-hmm. but that state funding doesn't kick in until year three and so for the first two years they're com- they're completely dependent on uh, support and so support from in this case from the from the Methodist Health System but also from the city of Mansfield so we provided seed so seed funding to support the the, the build out of the of the of their space uh, their faculty uh, salaries and, oh, wow. and of course then the students have their tuition but that in and of itself isn't going to be enough to get them started and so that partnership or that collaboration with the city and Methodist health system made that happen and again our first cohort of graduates will graduate this December. Oh, and nice. we're excited that that will, uh, that first cohort's 20 students. Uh-huh. So we all have 20 graduates that are coming through. Um, and then there will be, from what I understand, 20 graduates. Uh, so I think there were a few that, that had washed out, but they quickly backfilled them. And so we're back up to 20 graduates. And will any of these 20 funnel into the Methodist whether it's well, certainly that's our hope. Yeah, uh, um, the one of the stipulations that we asked for of the university was that we wanted them to uh, accept applicant applicants f- that were local. Uh, sure. What we really didn't want to have happen was this campus become a. Uh, a training facility for nurses that were going to graduate and then go back to their homes in another city or another another state. Um, that, while that would be good for, for the overall nursing, and uh, it would not really be best for the city of Mansfield or for our service area community. Right. And so I'm happy to say that the when that uh, first cohort of students, when that app, when that class. Uh, started accepting applications. I believe they had 86 applicants in the first two days, and so they filled all 20 slots uh, in record time. And then the university said, when we opened our campus in the Permian Basin, it it took us a while to to fill up to to fill the cohort of students. Uh, but two days, I was told, two days. because got, they all want to live in Mansfield. I think so. Well, or there were that <laughs> many that were interested and in be uh, that just didn't have access. And so uh, all of those that uh, this first class are local. Uh-huh. So we are excited and hopeful that all of those graduates will stay in our service area. And with all of the expansion going on and, and the, the future expansion, uh, you, you're the president of the second largest employer in Mansfield. Do you envision becoming the first? And I believe to be the first, you're about seven or 800 employees shy. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to get to that yeah. to, 
to that number. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I've uh, been fortunate to have conversations with uh, uh, my counterpart at the, at the, at the, the largest employer. Yeah, Mauser. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, we've had, again, um, it, you know, I've, I thought it was good for us to come together and at least meet as the two <laughs> larger sure. employers. And, and again, I, uh, you know, while we're in completely different industries, it, it's important that we are supporting the community and that we're somewhat aligned. I kind of wanted to know, make sure that uh, I shared kind of what my thoughts and visions were, uh, because, again, Together, we're probably talking almost 35, you know, just under 4,000 employees right. uh, that likely are, are residents in the community, in our service area, in our community. And so decisions that we make affect the lives of, of, of thousands. And well, so, and I would assume you know CEOs all over town. You oh, yes. Shook, you shook the hand of uh, one as I was escorting you down down the hall here, that uh, the CEO here of, of Selmark appears to be a good friend of yours. Well, James and I are, yeah. are, are good friends, and that's uh, it, it is important that, again, the employers, we stay aligned, and we're uh, while we all are, in, again, in different industries, we have... The decisions that we make, it's an awesome responsibility because decisions we make affect the lives of not just our employees, but our employees' families in many cases. And right. it's an awesome responsibility that, you know, when I first became a hospital administrator was a question that a, a newspaper had asked me once, you know, what keeps you up at night? And you would think, oh, you know, the terrible things that might happen in a hospital. Um, but, but my initial thought was, you know, if I make a bad decision, it could affect the, the lives of the of the the employees and their families, and uh, you know those decisions ripple, uh, and so it, it, you know I am always conscious of that responsibility, and and so oftentimes that's not something that uh, our employees think or even our community think that we're thinking is on our top of mind, and so it is important that you know I make sure that we make sure as leaders that our visions and plans are aligned so that we don't do things that are going to really undermine or hurt uh, community growth as a whole. Yeah, and so those are uh, that's part of the reason that I wanted to connect with uh, you know Glenn over at Mauser uh, to kind of make sure if there's anything you need or if there's any support. You know, they may have accidents that occur and. You know, I want to make sure that that he knows how he can get in touch with us, and we're here to support. Same thing with uh, Dr. Cantu and the and the team at the at the, the school district. Right. Uh, we want we, we're here to support the community, and uh, that's as leaders we need to support each other. And that's that that that's what when I talked earlier about it's not just about healthcare, it's about relationships. That's kind of what I was meaning. Is sure, sure. It's, it it is, and so whether and it all starts at the top, and it does, and that's the culture that we have at, at at the hospital, and it's the culture that I'm proud to say that our I believe our employees have, and share when they're taking care of patients. I mean, they understand the responsibility so much so that when I talked about the pandemic hitting us, and these nurses coming out of retirement, the first nurses that 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 staffed our COVID unit were oftentimes the nurses that were at the highest risk 
uh, the older nurses, uh, the senior nurses, uh, and not to say that they weren't all willing to jump in and serve, but you know, I would have thought that the older nurses would have said, you know, we're we're starting to see that this pandemic is really impacting those you know sixty and above, and uh, you know they 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 would they didn't hesitate. They knew they they knew their jobs, and they knew they they knew their duty. And I actually felt like I was back in a military hospital yeah. uh, where duty and honor, where these were things that I was seeing that I hadn't seen in 30 years. Uh, and now I come to Methodist Mansfield, and this is the culture I'm back in. So it was... It reminded me why I got in healthcare at the very beginning. Uh, it, it's not about making money. It's not about uh, you know uh, high margins. It's not about it's it's about taking care of patients and it's about taking care of people and it's about those relationships and giving, that's giving back. Giving back. Um, that's why I got into healthcare originally, and coming to Methodist Mansfield, that was the reminder. For me to say, this is why, and this is what you've been searching for, because I was working for a for-profit healthcare system. Yeah. You know, we're answering to shareholders, and it's a high-stress job. And you know, you're at times having to, you know, cut employees, and you know, you're making tough decisions that again impact people's lives, and trying to balance that while also make you know sure your shareholders are happy. I have to tell you, working for Methodist as a as a nonprofit healthcare system. It allows me to use the strengths that I've learned in, in growing, developing, managing efficiently and reducing waste, which is, again, helping our staff stay, you know, stay gainfully employed and, uh, and provide high-level co- uh, services for the community. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I think so too. Yeah, it's just great. What we do at it's, the hospital is just phenomenal, and I'm so proud of each and every one of the employees and the medical staff. Uh, Juan Fresquez, what's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Any particular brand? Uh, Bluebell, of course. Oh, it's. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, when I was in Arizona, that was the most pain, one of the most painful things to not have access to. And w- one day, I was in the grocery store with my wife, and we saw Bluebell there. And in uh, Arizona, in well, it, it was never it can't you know they had just started shipping, mm-hmm. and so we had heard it was coming, and we were there day one. And uh, my wife took a picture of me with a big smile on my face right there at the uh, opening the refrigerator door with all this Bluebell ice cream and the grocery store. Well, that's like uh, when Yingling beer finally oh, came to Texas. Yes. It was like, oh, yeah. Uh, so I missed that. I missed the Shiner beer. There yeah. things, you know, you just, yeah, yes, that was, uh, but that's my favorite ice cream, Bluebell chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. All right. No one, I've, I've done uh, about 120 interviews and, and no one has ever mentioned my favorite ice cream. So Which one is yours? It, it is also Bluebell, there but it is. is it is called Moo, as in oh. Moo, uh, what a cow does, Moo, Moo Linium Crunch, which is basically a vanilla ice cream with, it does have chocolate chips in it, but it also has nuts and, and some other, but uh, that with uh, with Hershey's chocolate syrup Ooh, on top. Man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have to try some of that. <laughs> Millennium crunch. Everyone who sits in that very chair that you are in right now goes through what's called the lightning round. All right. This is 10 questions that that to the listener 
after they hear these 10 questions and the 10 answers, they are going to know more about Juan Frescas, probably more than they, they care to know. But right, I'm uh, sitting up straight for this one. All right. So this is a very simple exercise of, right. of this or that. Night or day? Uh, day. Movie theater or Netflix? Uh, movie theater. Football or baseball? Football. Cardio or weights? Cardio. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Over or under? Over. Buy or sell? Oh, buy. Superman or Batman? Oh, Superman. Have you ever asked anyone for their autograph? Uh, absolutely. Whose autograph have you gotten? My very first autograph, I was a young man, and uh, it was a Harlem Globetrotter, Metal Arc Lemon. Metal Arc Lemon, of so course. So was my very first. And then, of course, Curly uh, uh, was the was the second. Um, and then, of course, so many through the years. Uh, growing up in Dallas, uh, you know, cowboy autographs were coveted. And yeah. so I was fortunate at a certain point in time, we went to church with Roger Staubach. Hmm. And so, uh, actually, I went to to school to university with his daughter uh, she went to incarnate word as well uh, and as uh, a nurse i believe um but got uh you know roger Staubach's autograph and uh, many of the cowboys drew pearson uh, uh through the years and um most recently i think the most recent autograph was uh texas rangers um pudge that was, you know, gosh, that was that was a big one. So nice. got an opportunity to get Pudge's autograph. And so we've uh, been very fortunate. Lots of autographs through the years. Let's get to the 10th question. All right. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Coffee. Espresso. That's... My wife's Italian, so. Ah, I'm out of questions. And it's very, very rare that these interviews go an hour. And we've gone... An hour and three minutes. How about that? And uh, Juan Frescas, this has been a delight. I and I still, I had a bunch of other questions to to, to talk about, but uh, I know you're busy, and I'd love to have you back. I would love to be back to talk is... I, because I really want to know. Uh, I wanted. I, I was going to ask you about uh, the. It had to have been some pretty tense times around the COVID. Uh, 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 pandemic and just the the new technology that's taking place in in Methodist Mansfield. You've you've got uh, the the carpal tunnel, uh, which uh, Angel, your your feature reporter here on the mm -hmm. podcast, was talking about the the new ultrasound um, carpal tunnel release. Yes, that and and the robotics. Uh, I forget the name of the robot. Uh, uh, da Vinci. Da Vinci. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's so much more that we can talk about. There but. is so much more. And then again, there's so much more to come as well. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about the future and I'm excited about the services that we're going to be bringing. I mean, we're, we're really working hard right now to expand and grow our neuros neurosurgical program. Um, and, you know, many of our patients that need cranial surgery mm -hmm. are, are having to leave the Metroplex or I'm sorry, leave the Mansfield. And that's, uh, we are months away from being able to have a very mature program uh, here in Mansfield. Um, we already have the physicians. They're currently in Mansfield. They're right. just having to take their patients elsewhere. So right. it's not a it's not going to be a new physician uh, service. It's really we're just going to be doing those patients at Methodist Mansfield, and that's the exciting part for us. Well, here at the podcast, you have an open door. Well, Whenever you. something happens. 
come to me uh, through whether it's through Angel, through a news release, or or if you want to come back, you. Like I I said, lo- you this has been a delight for me as well. You've got and, an open door. Uh, always excited to share the great things that, that we're doing and and talk about the great team that we have at Methodist Mansfield. I'm proud of each and every one of them. They're the ones that are saving lives. I I just make sure that the bills get paid and the lights stay on, and uh, but they're the ones that are really doing the heavy lifting, and and they're the ones that that I think we all are proud of in the community for the for being on the front lines. I mean they're they're truly lifesavers and with all of our first responders as well. I mean Absolutely. it's uh, it's it's a it's an honor to 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 lead such a fabulous team. Juan Fresca's uh, president, Methodist Mansfield Medical Center. I appreciate your time. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with a Mansfield teacher who has created a resource for the educational community. And if you vote, you're going to want to hear this. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, support this podcast if you haven't already. So you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. That's my promise to you. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati, Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield.